a Radio 191 FM podcast. Tuesday through to Thursday at 9.05 a.m. on the Radio 1 Breakfast Show, our resident political aficionado, John Moore, drops by to deliver bite-sized politics. From the octagon to the beehive to the White House to the Kremlin, as it happens, here's your political roundup. Morena, John. You're a Koto, and today it's all about the politics of music and hate speech. The politics of hate speech is a pressing issue of our time. Certain types of speech that promote racism, xenophobia, and other forms of bigotry are increasingly seen as unacceptable in our modern liberal society. And this goes for the speech of musical artists as well. For example, the singer Morrissey has recently courted controversy with his statements about race, immigration and Islam, and the former Smith's frontman has been condemned for his support for the far-right political party for Britain. Morrissey has been condemned by many for spreading far-right ideas, and one of the leading people to condemn Morrissey is indie folk singer Billy Bragg. Bragg has strongly rejected the argument that we should separate the artists from their artistic product. The folk singer has even gone as far as saying that those who attempt to separate Morrissey from his music are effectively helping to propagate his racist creed, quote-unquote. Bragg has also condemned Brandon Flowers, the frontman for The Killers, for his support for Morrissey. Brandon Flowers recently said that Morrissey is still a musical king despite his regressive political views. So, is Billy Bragg right in saying that Morrissey's views are so toxic that we can no longer separate his music from the man himself? Australian singer Nick Cave has jumped into the debate with an articulate defence of free speech and artistic freedom. Cave has labelled Morrissey's political views as regressive and even dangerous, and the Australian artist has said that Morrissey's beliefs must be challenged. However, Cave has also emphasised that defending a person's rights to their opinions must not be equated with being seen to align with that person's views. So, say, just because I uh, celebrate the music of Morrissey and the Smiths, in no way should be linked with uh, any support for Morrissey's toxic views and support for the far-right party for Britain. Cave went on to say that conflating free speech with bigotry is bringing us into dangerous territory. Nick Cave has courted controversy himself with playing in Israel, along with artists such as Radiohead and uh, even Madonna. For many on the left, Israel is a pariah state that should be completely boycotted. And again, those artists who are seen as supporting Israel in any way are seen as persona non grata. Now back to Morrissey himself. One thing that is often missing from critiques of the former Smith singer is a discussion of the contradiction that is Morrissey. For example, his contemporary music is generally politically progressive. He decries police violence, war, oppressive governments, the monarchy, and toxic masculinity. And when he talks about US politics, he seems to lean leftwards. He supports Bernie Sanders, and he despises Trump. But yes, his views on British politics are toxic. In many ways I see Morrissey as a personification of new radical anti-establishment politics where progressive and reactionary elements are often combined within a whole. So with this new radical zeitgeist we see a whole range of movements in the West that express 
elements of contradictory politics of the right and of the left. The Yellow Vests in France are an example of this con contradictory mode. The French anti-establishment movement, the Yellow Vests, contains both elements of the radical woke left as well as the xenophobic far right. And in New Zealand, the anti-TTP movement also expressed this form of contradictory radical politics. This anti-free trade movement expressed a form of anti-establishment politics that combined both right-wing nationalism and xenophobia with left-wing anti-capitalism. And yes, Morrissey is a, is a contradictory political being of these new radical times. And the artist can be very impressionistic and subjective with his music. Perhaps his relatively progressive views on American politics come from the fact that his most devout and fanatical fan base in the States is with Mexican-Americans and Hispanic-Americans in general. So perhaps we can say long live the art of Morrissey, hate the singer, but be open to loving his art. And that's your roundup for today. I've been wondering when this was going to happen, John. John Moore's uh, uh, apologetic defence of Morrissey. Uh, yeah, you are. You're a huge fan. I am. Yeah, of I the am. music. Of the music. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Yes. His, his views are increasingly disturbing. Should <laughs> uh, be viewed as toxic, indeed. <laughs> indeed, indeed. But I hope you'll be playing Morrissey today. Now, um, perhaps, perhaps I will play some Morrissey. I'll play some Smiths because you know yes. John, Johnny's there. Yes. Johnny's there. Hey, uh, thanks, mate. Oh, that's okay. Have a wonderful day. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. You too, for sure. This was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.